Hey guys, welcome to the Launch and Scale podcast. I guess you're wondering why there is such a gap in recording between this episode and the one before it. Honestly, I wasn't sure if I wanted to have a podcast or what to do with this podcast. I've actually, you might've noticed, but I've been spending the last few months really focusing on YouTube. And I just felt that taking content off of YouTube and turning the audio into a podcast was not something I wanted to do. So I took some time off from the podcast to really think of what I wanted to do with it. And while the next two episodes are in fact video interviews that I have repurposed, I am really excited for what is to come with this podcast because I believe that platforms we publish on should the content that we make for those platforms should be made for those platforms, which means that if I'm recording a video and just taking the audio, it may not make sense if I'm doing a screen share or doing something visual. So you'll end up having to go to YouTube anyway. So I think I'm pretty excited because this means that in the next few weeks, I'm going to be releasing content exclusive to this podcast, meaning mini thoughts, many lessons, things in the e-commerce space. So I wanted to record this quick intro to say that I think I'm back and be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you are excited for what's to come and make it a part of your weekly listening. I'm really excited. So let's dig into this podcast interview. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going in depth with one of our actual clients on how we took them from a product that didn't exist to doing over a quarter million dollars in sales in 12 months. Really excited, so let's cue that intro. Hey guys, welcome to the Launch and Scale podcast. I'm Kirsten Ross, and this podcast we talk about best practices when it comes to launching and scaling your physical product brand online. Whether you're doing Kickstarter or even launching your own brand online, we help you with best foundational practices and conversations around helping you build a brand that you can sell or at basic support your lifestyle so that you can quit your nine to five and live life on your terms. Super excited. You can dive into more resources and previous episodes at Kirsten.com. That matters, but let's do it. So let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back. I am so pumped today. I have the pleasure of bringing on one of our clients that we're actually transitioning. He fired us. You might have seen that email I sent out a couple of weeks ago where he fired us. Well, this is the guy that fired us and I want to talk about why Eric fired us. Um, for the last 12 months, we've been working together to really get his fitness um, empire off the ground in terms of he is the founder of Cali Weights, which I'll let Eric get into what exactly Cali Weights is. But for the last 12 months, we have been battling Corona um, with inventory supply chain issues. And he was still able to last summer in 2020 launch a successful at home on the go fitness product. And our launch on Indiegogo raised just over 60,000 US with over 1100 backers. And even right after that, we continued in six hours in six hours. Yes. Yes. I forgot about that little tidbit, but I forgot about the, um, okay. No, I didn't forget about that. The, we then transitioned off of Indiegogo, continued pre-orders, continued selling through delays, finally designing, like developing a product, finally launching on Shopify. And just 12 months later, we've almost broke 50 K in revenue a month. 
And the reason why Eric fired us is because they, well, actually, I'm going to let you tell that story, Eric, why you fired <laughs> us after we've really, you know, in the last 12 months, you've generated over a quarter million dollars for a product that didn't exist 18 months ago. But yeah, let's do it. Fire, firing is such a strong word. Um, we're just transitioning to it. <laughs> we're transitioning to an internal marketing person just to uh, make spend a little bit more efficient. Yep. But essentially the only way we're able, the only reason we're able to do that, the only way we're able to afford that and why it makes sense is because we're at a, a level of scale now uh, that we could not have possibly been without the last 12 months. So first off, here we go. I got a little, little package right there. It's a beautiful uh, sample. I don't, I don't even have the real uh, bracelets. It's like a, it's like a, a, a duct taped sample. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we've been, uh, focusing on building this brand. And, um, in the beginning when we had just, we were, we were selling heavyweights. So Telk fitness is one of our early e-commerce brands. Um, and those have obviously done really well. We had a very good year last year, knock on wood. Um, and, but they're, they're very difficult to manufacture. They're heavy to ship. Um, shipping containers uh, are extremely expensive. So we wanted to launch another product that was geared toward a different segment of the audience that wasn't super heavy bodybuilder and it was, it was more toward female. Um, and I wanted to do something in the accessory space. And so um, my, my wife and co-founder, Vanessa, she came up with this idea of these you know, weighted bracelets, weighted jewelry um, that are a bit more on the fashionable side and are more versatile um, and, uh, and wearable throughout the day, uh, so that we didn't have to ship, uh, 75, 200 pound weights to our customers. So we had a couple of options and this was, you know, in, in late 2019, we were like, well, we could either invest a whole bunch of money and develop these products and hope that they sell, or we can test the market and see if there's going to be product market fit. And so we spent a couple of months um, first kind of toying and tinkering with the designs. And then when it came time to get this product uh, backed, um, we didn't know where to start. And so, you know, just to be frank, like I was just like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, I don't know the difference. I don't know how to get started. How do you build a list? And everyone was, you know, like, you got to talk to Kirsten. All right. So, so we connected and you did a great job of laying out what our costs were going to be, what the strategy was going to be, and I still didn't know how we were going to to do this. I didn't know how you you know attract people to a product that they have never seen before, never heard of before, and can't touch, right? So, how do we do that? You uh, create some kick-ass creative. You create some really nice 3D renders. I mean, this is if you don't have a prototype. Mm -hmm. Right. Because remember, so coronavirus is, is, is going on. So the manufacturers are, are either shut down or behind. So getting samples and getting prototypes and all that stuff is just happening extremely slowly um, or not at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, we decided that we were just going to go for it. And so we started working together in June of 2020. And next thing we know, you blink an eye and the launch is the next day. And you've got a list of, of email subscribers. You've got a, a, a Facebook pixel that's firing. You've got all this stuff happening and you've got a good momentum and you've got, you wake up and you've got these nerves that like, all right, today's launch day. Are people going to be even interested? Now, up to that point, we had gotten some really cool feedback just on just 3D renders alone. Yeah. So I was more hopeful. Um, I'm very optimistic. We get funded and now you're like, Oh crap! I got to make this thing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I got to do it. 
So, um, you know, you're still, still, still dealing with delays and, and prototypes and, you know, this is an accessory. And so we're, we're getting samples and we're, and we're working with uh, multiple types of materials. We work with a product development firm called Gemba. And so we've got silicone, we've got iron, we've got elastic, multiple factories, we've got the packaging, uh, we're working on designs, we're working on content. It's a lot going on. And obviously you're doing this all on the side of what you're already working on and how you're already making money. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's, it's, it's a grind. Yeah. One thing to, to actually dig into, if, if you guys are watching this and you're like, what is Cali weights fitness? Okay. So Cali weights, what is Cali weights for someone who has never heard of your product before? Yeah. So Cali weights are uh, quarter pound bracelets that you can stack and they're made out of a beautiful soft medical grid silicone. Mm -hmm. And so they come in all these different colors and you basically are stacking them uh, up to from a quarter pound to up to a pound yeah. per wrist. And they come in a set of four and we have all these different color combinations. Yeah. And uh, maybe we can cut to some cool images. But essentially it's, um, it's, a, it's a wearable fitness accessory that looks great with any outfit and it's something that you can wear during a regular routine just to give you added resistance just to give you a little extra boost throughout your day and so it's not you know there are some chunkier bigger weights on the market that are nice but are frankly uncomfortable after you wear them for 45 minutes or a yoga session so we want you we want you to wear ours as long as you want to wear them to the office their conversation started they're extremely comfortable um, and they just fit so nicely around your wrist and they, and they're just something, you know, we'd like to say mix and match stack and style. So most of our customers are getting at least, uh, two sets. So they have a choice of four different colors and then this way it can, it can vary it up. And so, um, now that they're out on the market, you know, our, 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 our UGC is, is really building up. Our customers are loving them and we're seeing really cool ways that people are styling them and using them from, you know, their fitness routine to going to the grocery store. And that's a really cool, um, that's a really cool, that's really cool feedback for us because we, you know, we don't always know like what people are going to use these for and, and what they like them for. And, um, and we're still iterating, you know, we're still learning. It's been a, it's been a, a, a heck of a, of a learning curve on the fashion side because you've got sizing issues. Um, some people like things snug. Some people like think them fit. You know, someone that's wearing them while they're boxing might want them to fit tighter than someone that's just wearing them around the house. And so there's customer service and there's all that stuff. But these are good problems to have because, um, you know, when you have a cool product that people are, are engaged in, and you provide really good customer service, then it, your brand starts to take on like a legitimate, you know, feel, yeah. and uh, people start, rep, you know, telling telling their friends to get them and buying them as gifts and everything. So that's yeah. what Cali weights are, um, and uh, we've got some awesome products in the works um, to add on to this product line. Definitely. So one thing I think that Cali weights is doing really well, even before we put in a couple programs to ramp up the UGCs, was. Um, you guys would get some really great reviews, but you'd get customers uploading photos and tagging them on Instagram of using Cali weights around the house, et cetera, where then we implemented a program to help incentivize people to do more of that. But I'm curious, like before we put in that monthly giveaway and a few other things to get more intentional about UGCs, um, how would you say in the beginning you got people to provide that level of reviews? Uh, UGC content, etc. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it starts with personal relationships. You have to reach out to friends. You have to reach out to um, to uh, industry, you know, acquaintances and network professionals that we're sending a lot of free samples out to. Yeah. You know, people that are in the fashion space, people in the editorial space, people that work with celebrities, people that, um, quite frankly, wouldn't use a product like this. I wanted to get everyone's feedback. I don't want to get this confirmation bias of like, oh, yeah, uh, these are gorgeous. Thanks, Mom. I wanted to get... <laughs> everybody's feedback right yeah real, real people and so we're right. shipping them all around the world to people yeah. you know to stylists in spain to people in california to our local friends in florida north carolina new york because i wanted to get you know uh i wanted to get a feel of like are these um you know are they are people gonna be proud to wear them yeah. and so that in combination with working with a social media team, because um, you can't do everything by yourself. So I had a friend that was helping us with social media, doing a lot of reaching out and fielding messages and comments and just like constantly just doing engagement like that. That stuff's really important to kind of drum up a real feel of community. Yeah. Um, and so so th those are the kinds of things that once you start getting those images and you, and, you, and you collect them and you start putting them out there, that social proof just just goes so long, so so much further than than, than even just like good marketing, um, and so so doing those things uh, really helped us. I love that. And so by um, we actually just had in a um, what do you call it? She works with getting products into celebrities' hands, into editorials, into all that like side of magazines, etc. Um, earlier with their scale mastermind this week and. I think for you guys, that is definitely an avenue that's going to pay off. Have you seen, like when you're shipping product out to celebrities, to editorials, have you guys had any bites with that yet? Yes. Yeah. So we started creating some custom discount codes for um, <clears throat> micro, mid-size, micro to mid-size influencers. We haven't done like massive influencers because they're they're expensive and we're just not there yet. Yeah. Um, uh, but with, with, with our folks that... You know, work with celebrities and have their own social media followings, 30 to 35,000 people. Um, they tag us in their stories, they tag us in their reels, and we see, we see, we definitely see pickup in sales. Um, some people don't even use the discount code; they just get there and they check out and they forget the code, and so we we can't track all that. But um, you know, and I, I frankly, we should do a better job of having like a stronger affiliate program, um, referral program, because yeah. those things are really strong. But um, but yeah, you definitely you can see some traction um and um you know people are a little bit less skeptical when much less skeptical when it comes through uh someone that's already following totally get that um through the process of bringing a product to market i don't think you could have picked a worse year to do it um it was yeah. just a good thing that you had a product that was right really on brand for 2020 with at home fitness but yeah. what is one thing that really surprised you about the process um, <laughs> in, uh, uh, managing inventory, inventory management, um, just timing, placing your orders, some POs, uh, purchase orders till it will, will take 30 days. If there's a hiccup, it could go up to 90 days. And so when you're doing your inventory planning and management, and also I'm trying to do projections for customers. And so I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing that while managing. Now we're talking to large retailers and we're doing, we're doing national retail chains and local boutiques. So inventory management is, is something that I am trying to get better at, um, because having those projections so that your customers are not ordering and waiting 
you know, too long is, is extremely crucial. Now we do have a lot of customers that have gotten angry. Um, and then we have, uh, probably 80% that have supported us and have, have waited around, yeah. you know, first of all, they bought it on, most of them that bought on Indiegogo knew what Indiegogo was. Many of them didn't. So yeah. they were like, I bought these bracelets. Where are they? And I'm like, Oh, well, we're still have to manufacture them. And so, you know, we, we've done, we've done our, our, tried our hardest to fulfill all those customer orders, met, uh, balance retail orders, um, push the factories without, you know, ticking off the factories. Maybe literally just last week we were have to, we, we were supposed to have a shipment picked up and the truck drivers were too afraid. There was a big coronavirus outbreak. This is June 2021, yeah. huge coronavirus outbreak. And so the truck drivers were too afraid to go pick up the goods. Um, and so they're me arriving two weeks later. Well, guess what? My customers don't care about that. Um, and so they're angry. And so I have to kind of say that in a way that that makes me look like I'm in control when really I'm, I'm not in control and I don't want to blame everything on a global virus, but we have to um, make the customer feel like they're always right. And that <clears throat> might include giving them a refund on shipping or giving them an extra discount code for another set or in some cases a, a free set if they already bought three sets and, and they haven't gotten any. So, you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of massaging that yeah. and uh and going above and beyond and 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 you know some people have to take a different stance where they're just like well you know you can have your money back and i'm like no i'd rather keep you as a customer and make you happy because i know when you get these bracelets i know when you get um i'm launching a metallic version as well which yeah. are going to be awesome. beautiful it's just logistic production is, is hard um i know they're going to be happy when they finally get them so i'm kind of just like look stick around you're, you're going to be happy um and if you don't want to stick around you're going to see them in a store and you're going to buy them in a store yeah. so um so yeah so that so that's one thing that surprised me is just just figuring out the timing of getting the product into the customer's hands gotcha are you using any software for inventory management or is it just a nice spreadsheet right now Right now, it's a nice spreadsheet. Okay. Um, you know, Shopify tracks our our, our inventory, um, and we've got some Google Sheets with the manufacturers. But uh, no, it's probably something we need to be looking at um, as we go into Q4. Yeah, and then um, one thing I know a couple years ago, um, when we really needed rush shipment, we would rely on air freight, um, even though it was at the time five times the cost of sea. But now it seems like they're very comparable. So, are you sticking to air freight with any new inventory right now, or we're we're 100% air freight right yeah. now. We're still, you know, it's been a year since Indiegogo, and we've gotten so many orders, and we're still in rush, rush, rush. Um, you know, I, I placed large purchase orders, but we're getting some surprising large wholesale orders now, and so. You know, we're it's June, right? We're, it's already it's already time to think about Q4. Um, so I need to airship the stuff that's going to be kicking off in August because yeah. the boats are going to miss that. Maybe I'll do some 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 boats for uh, for Q4, but I still get nervous about that. So right now we're in growth we're in growth mode. Yeah. Um, it's it's worth me spending another four dollars per set and losing that margin to get these in the states and get them shipping. Um, I, I just, I, I think we're not there yet, um, with sea shipping. I think we will next year yeah. and we'll obviously that'll help us a lot with our margins. Um, and we're, you know, we haven't placed, you know, like, so we're doing around, um, you know, between 40 and 50,000 in revenue per month. I think when we get to 
the 75, 100,000 a month mark, that's when I can start comfortably placing orders for 20,000, 50,000 sets, and those will be coming over on, on boats. Um, but uh, it takes capital to do that. To do that. And so we're putting, we're putting everything back into the business. Um, and, uh, and we're just, just, just growing, growing, growing. Yeah, I love that. So I did ask if there's something that surprised you about the process. Um, in the last year, is there something you think that you've done really well that you pride yourself for as a brand? Um, probably, uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, probably customer service. Okay. Um, just embracing every, I mean, every single email. I'm, I'm up till, you know, I'm not outsourcing customer service quite yet. I'm up until one o'clock in the morning answering customer emails, getting feedback, looking at five-star reviews, looking at two-star reviews, addressing them, um, getting, get, you know, thanking the, the people in the medical field for, for, for helping us, uh, thanking people in the military field, giving them military discounts, um, replacing, uh, exchanging sizes if they need to. I mean, that stuff is just, you can't. There's a certain way that you can't um, offload that quite yet. It's not we're not on autopilot because we have so many different colors and so many different sizes. So that skew count is you know uh, someone that's helping us customer service wouldn't know unless they're intimately involved in the inventory. They're not going to know how to respond. So um, I take pride on that. I think we're getting better at content. We're getting better at hiring creative, and um, we do need to you know hire. Do, do more photo shoots and we need to constantly be putting out more creative but we're getting better at that yeah. um i think we take pride in uh in the product itself the, from the packaging to the product insert um and so you know i i all those things are really good and and, and i think you know if you if you are taking the brand seriously, you have to think about every single one of those details mm -hmm. from the website experience to the checkout process, to the post-purchase emails, to the, what's the experience when they open up the package. Yeah. And, you know, I've been selling on Amazon for many, many years. We're not on Amazon with this yet. Uh, I think about the same way that I do with the Amazon stuff. When you order an Amazon package, what's the, what's the experience when you get that package? What's the product insert? How can we push our manufacturers to step it up a notch? Right. Yeah. So, um, when we were looking at the design, you know, I think it was Dan's idea yeah. um, to like do like a gold embossed foil, mm -hmm. and like that little extra added expense. Didn't, I, I, I didn't blink, blink an eye. I was like, let's let's do it. It's going to yeah. be gorgeous. And now we have these people running these you know really high end boutiques and bar studios, and they have these sitting on their shelf. It looks like it, it looks like it belongs there. Yeah. And so those little those little details matter, um, and. Uh, you know, you just you just kind of try to get better over time as you go. So, when I talk to people who are where you were a year ago, but minus the fact that you've already been selling on Amazon and already had Tuck Fitness, no like no experience online, um, people are really surprised when I tell them how long things take to make money, how long things take to ship, just how long everything takes. And a lot of entrepreneurs are like, "Well, you're full of crap. She doesn't know what she's talking about." But when it comes to seeing you in the process of this, like you, you might be slightly profitable, but if you are, you're putting everything back into growth and back into inventory. And that's really the reality of what a successful brand is in the first two years is you're putting everything back straight back into growth. So yeah. considering it's long hours, it's obsession, 
it's you're not seeing the traction you want to, which you will, or maybe you are, but you know, you know where this is going to be in two years. What drives you to work so hard to put everything back in and to go through that first two year slog of building a brand? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, there's a pride factor of, of building something of owning, of owning your own brand and, and just that, that, you know, that a feeling of accomplishment, like not only did I start a business, but people are, are physically holding, holding things. And, you know, uh, people, you know, when I go, when I go on vacation and like, you know, I haven't seen anybody wearing them yet, but I know the zip codes or people are buying them. So I'm like, Oh, someone in this neighborhood is, you know, uh, just, just bought my, bought my product. Yeah. That, that sense of, of, uh, of, um, I'm doing something that's, you know, a going to be profitable um, at some point, um, uh, and it's either going to be a target for us to get acquired or just to continue scaling, and and and, and eventually this will be, you know, my my only my only focus. Yeah. Um, those those kinds of things drive me because you know once you start seeing some potential, um, if you just keep going and you, and and they say you know keep launching new SKUs, keep increasing your portfolio. Um, and we've spoken with some uh, private equity investors, and they're they're looking at acquiring businesses. Um, there's a lot of Amazon businesses that are being sold. So those kinds of things, you're building an asset um, that that has value to it. So it's you know it's very similar to you know putting your cash into an asset such as real estate that's appreciating over time. And while you may not have as much cash in the bank, you have an asset that is growing. That's that's going to be there's going to have you're going to have an exit plan, whether that's two years or five years. Um, we don't know, yeah. um, but but you know, to, if you like to, to build things, if you like to own assets, um, and that's a good way to do it. And eventually, this this will cash flow, and we yeah. will be able to pay ourselves and, and our partners and focus on a full time. Um, but uh, you know, when you when you want to you know scale, um, you got to you have to put it back into the business for sure. Definitely. And then, um, why start? on Shopify versus taking the easy road, especially if you're a seller on Amazon and just going to Amazon where they already have the traffic. Like why did you choose to launch a brand on, on your own domain first? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, we do a lot of Amazon and we don't always, most of the time don't own those customers. We can't, we can't communicate with those customers. We, we try to get them to our website. We try to get them to sign up for an email. But in this case, we, we, own, we own this list and um, it's our community and it's much easier to launch new products and new SKUs to an existing community. Um, and so, uh, and we've done, for all of our Amazon brands, we've launched Shopify sites. And so it's an added value, it's an added stream of revenue that we've seen work extremely well. Um, and there's bigger margins because Amazon's not taking that fee. So I think you can always have both. And if I had unlimited inventory, I would definitely be on Amazon already. And I yeah. will be, you know, in the next six months. Um, but I think in the beginning, it's, you know, uh, for the Indiegogo purposes, we wanted to get people to check out on Shopify um, and, uh, you know, have the ability to have all those really cool apps and collect reviews and, and those types of things. Yeah. And so... Um, so yeah, so that, that made sense for us. Um, and there's a lot of like weird risk weights on Amazon, um, that we didn't, you know, we didn't want to compete with. We didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. We wanted to have a product that had some brand equity. Uh, so when people come to Amazon, they're going to be searching for Cali weights, not just, um, weighted wrist weights. And then they find, you know, a cheap knockoff. Yeah. 
Because it's other, it's also a positioning tactic for you to be on your own website and have done Indiegogo. Because as you said, like if someone just was searching for weighted bracelets, you can probably get them for ten dollars. But you right. are selling an item that's between thirty and fifty dollars, and the reason for that is because you have the relationship, you've got the customer service, you've got that brand equity, you've got the community, exactly. you've got something a lot bigger that you can create that emotional connection because you are selling a lifestyle solution as opposed to just a cheap knockoff on Amazon. So I think it's also like a really brilliant positioning play for you to build up a brand around Cali weights and the lifestyle as right. opposed to just, I'm going to launch a product on Amazon. That's right. And I think your team did a really great job of helping us in the beginning think through a lot of that. What's the, what's the, um, what's the brand positioning? What's the, you know, what kind of lifestyle, what's our target demographic? Um, those things are, are important. So you're not just like launching a product, you're actually building a brand. And so from, from the copywriting to the art design, to the creative, to the ads, your team did a very good job of holding our hand through that process. I'm not always the best at that stuff. I'm terrible at, you know, basic things like copywriting. Um, but, but by doing some of those exercises and forcing your brain to think like that, you start to, you know, inherently be like, Oh yeah, this is, this is our, this is our angle. This is why, um, this is, this, I know exactly who my customer is. Um, as opposed to just kind of putting it up on Amazon and trying to figure out who your customer is. Um, so you may feel like you know who your customer is, but until you have some data, until you have their names and their um, demographics on Facebook and, and, and even Shopify um, and Instagram, you don't really know. And so um, you have to go through some exercises and get your brain thinking like that. That makes sense. And then what are the top three things that you are focused on as a business owner right now? Top three opportunities. So it's going to be perfecting the existing product line, which means, you know, figuring out sizing, getting them, getting the inventory into the hands of customers, um, uh, elevating the brand, um, uh, uh, elevating the brand appearance, mm -hmm. because I think, um, to really compete um, with some of our competitors and to um, to be in that next phase of growth from the 1 million to 10 million, um, your, your brand needs to step it up in, in all different angles um, from web to content to um, to uh, uh, press, and all those things. Um, and then third is launching. Did I say launching new products? That's the third thing. We launching new products. Yeah, so it's like perfecting existing product line. Yeah, perfecting existing product line, so the stuff that's already selling, um, elevating the brand, and launching new products. I love that. What kind of, I mean, are you at liberty to say what kind of products we can see in the next few months? Say 12 to 18 months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, some I can talk about, some I can't. Well, we're definitely working on an Apple Watch band. That's been a huge um, request by a lot of our customers, and so it's just literally just figuring out logistically um, how to get the weights on uh, onto the silicone band, um, and then uh, we want to get the metallic ones out. So those have been uh, sampled, but we're dealing with you know when they press them onto the silicone, they're getting scratched, um, and so we're working through those uh, those manufacturing issues. Um, we're working on some additional jewelry that's going to complement the weighted jewelry. So, you know, we're going to be, they're going to be called like stacks. So you're going to be adding to your stack. Um, and then we've got a couple, like yeah, a yeah, that's going to be. Like a jewelry collection, sort of like a. Correct. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just, we just launched, uh, well, we didn't launch it, but we just got in, um, uh, like a, like a 
kind of an athletic waxed cosmetic pouch so that you can carry your multiple sets of weights around. And so that's going to be a nice upsell, right? Buy, a, buy another set of weights, get a free, free pouch. Um, and those are really pretty. Um, and, uh, and what else do we have? Yeah, I've got a couple other things that we're, that we're tinkering with. Um, and then we've got, you know, a long-term three-year, uh, product vision, which is going to include some, some heavy product development and some more, uh, capital. Um, but like I think they're like, what? <laughs> like it always does, right? Like it always does. But yeah, that's, yeah, those, those things are, you know, they really, they tell you don't go crazy because now once you have a brand, you can really try to test and everything, but you want to stay focused and you want to make sure that the, that the stuff you're working on is working. Um, and those, those long-term goals, you keep them on a list. And when the time is right, you start, you start investing time in those things. Awesome. And then, Hey, while, um, to wrap up, I have a couple last questions. First one is how would you, what would you say to someone who is considering working with us? I would say you guys um, know, you have the confidence to know when a product's going to work and how to take it to the market and let the data inform you what, like where, where it's gonna go. Um, and, uh, and that means you know, what kind of, kind of ad spend you're gonna need, what kind of positioning and creative you're gonna need. Um, I think, you know, it's very nerve wracking to think, why would someone buy my product? Even if you've already sold, you're just like, why would they buy this new product? They've never seen it. And so you launch those first few ads and you're like, no one's going to click on these things. They're going to think it's scam. And so you bring that, nope, we've done this a million times. We know exactly what's going to work. The stuff that doesn't work, we're going to move away from it. We're going to pivot it here. It's a very iterative, iterative process with you. Um, and so you guys test a lot of things, which is awesome. And not only are you thinking big picture, but you're thinking um, minute. Well, how can we optimize the conversion rate um, on the website? You know, going from a 1.5% to a 3% conversion rate, 4% conversion rate is a huge lift in sales. And so what's it gonna take to get there? What kind of levers can you pull on the site, on your ads, on the emails, on the checkout? Everything is, is thought through. Um, and, uh, and, you know, how to interpret the data to see what's working. Also, you guys have come up with some really good um, uh, sales and just like, you know, uh, calendar events to kind of tap into, um, you know, existing search or just like a, a, a mood or a feeling, right? Cause purchasing is very emotional. And so you guys have been like, well, like, like pricing strategy, right? So, so what was the pricing strategy? What kind of offers we spent hours kind of going through what were we going to do? What were the packages on Indiegogo? And then now that it's live on the site, what kind of incentive can we do to lift the, uh, the cart value, Yeah. right? Because that's what we want. We want, we want higher cart value, longer lifetime value. So those kinds of things you've been really, really, really strong at um, amongst many other things. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, some people are better at some things than others. And so while I may be really good operational, I might not always be thinking like, oh, what should our Memorial Day sale be, right? It's just like, the you can't, things. you have to wear a lot of hats as an entrepreneur. And so working with a team and partners um, really helps you kind of cover all those bases. Makes sense. Um, second from last question, what is one thing that you want to say to someone who's just starting this process as an entrepreneur? Like, oh. as, as a, yeah. yeah, I mean, 
it's you have to be a passionate entrepreneur. You have to want to really build something, and you have to believe in yourself, and 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 just block out all the noise because um, it's going to be scary at times, and people are um, are going to you know put on my bracelets and, and say these are really uncomfortable. Like no one's going to buy these. And that happened, and so you have to just kind of go for it and believe in yourself, and um, and it's not a quick cash grab, right? You got to put the time into it. But man, is it worth it in the long run? It is really worth it. Um, and uh, and some things are gonna, you know, your your launch might be a lot faster than my, like your your just go to market might be a lot faster than mine because our our product is a little bit more complicated. Um, so in that can, in that sense, I would also say you know start simple. Um, don't go don't go crazy like you know developing like a high end tech you know fitness tracker with like all kinds of components like that's going to take you longer than uh than, than just like your regular old widget so just you know be be uh be focused and and uh and stay persistent that's great advice actually, i actually have two more questions but one of them is is there anything i should have asked you that i haven't on this interview um <laughs> I guess you could ask, what do you not like working on with the business? Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, my brain starts to hurt when I when I start looking at things like Google Ads, um, and uh, and even SEO. Like, I don't understand all those things, and and you know, I want something, and I want it to have results, but SEO might take six months, nine months, and so I'm just like, okay, what does that mean? What do I have to do? Um, can you handle the SEO? I don't even know what that means. Um, but I know it's important. And so, but then you start look, looking at some reports and data back from, from the experts that you hire, because you hire a lot of experts, whether it's working with you or Fiverr or Upwork, um, and you see, oh, okay, now it makes sense. So just keep, keep an open mind uh, and be willing to learn this stuff, even if you're not going to be, I'm not going to be managing the Google Ads myself. I need to understand why it's important. Um, and so, uh, I don't want to, my brain kind of like turns off when there's like too much of that, of that data. Yeah. I just want to see like the high level metrics, the KPIs, how can we dial some, some specific levers to increase them. Um, and, uh, and I will go into the weeds, uh, for many, many, many things, but I can't go into the weeds for everything. You have to leave that to some of the experts. Makes sense. And as long as you have a good understanding of the high level KPIs and look at a report to say, ooh, CPA could be better, you know where to dig in as opposed to let's open these 150 campaigns and see what ad is not converting specifically. That's yeah. right. Exactly. That's right. I love that. Yeah. And it's great advice because we get a lot of entrepreneurs at early stage on a budget and they're like, I want to outsource social media. And I'm like, honestly, you have three grand to put toward your product launch. Don't do social media. You have to be the one to do social media. So also like just because I have a fundamental belief that we as business owners need to understand how to do a little bit of everything so that we can speak the language of the developer, manufacturer, Facebook expert, et cetera, et cetera. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. You can't really hire unless you know what you're hiring for and you don't really know how to manage it unless you've had a little bit of experience doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so at some point you're touching everything. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you, you, you need to, you know, have, have some, some, some battle scars so that you can at least say, okay, I, I, I think I, I get what you're saying. Um, uh, but let's, you know, dial it up over here or, or you're doing a great job. Let's keep going. 
My last question is a brand plug for you. So if people watching this are like, where do I get Cali weight so I can work out anytime? Uh, what's your website and how can people learn more about you? Yep. So it's just CaliWeights.com. Um, and we've got all different colors, uh, silicone, metal, um, and uh, we're going to do our damnedest uh, to get them in your hands uh, either in three days or, uh, or a little bit longer with some colors. Yeah, I still need to get mine, but we can talk about that offline. <laughs> so I can have like a big Cali Waits banner behind me. But yeah. <laughs> I, no. I, I do have to send you some. Okay, good. Not you guys have, well, Actually, the videographer, uh, they, they still got some oh. sets. Although some of the sets, uh, from the sets of that video were actually spray painted. We were so delayed in manufacturing, we had to spray paint uh, a 3D printed set just for the video. So you sometimes you just gotta fake it till you make it. That was fun. I think it was a phone call or an email. You're like, our prototypes broke and we're supposed to film yeah. one of I'm like, I don't know, let's uh Right. Yeah, and I'm like, 70,000 pre-orders of spray painted. But you delivered the product, it's landed in hundreds of customers hands now and they're all super happy so it worked out but sometimes you just gotta like thousands good story figure it out yeah thank you so much mm -hmm. you guys did awesome yeah and so we're not firing we're just uh we're growing up and you know we're, we're gonna be yeah. uh, coming back for some new product launches for sure amazing but it's a good angle i have to say i am um, as like a little blooper thing extra i sent an email to my list saying i was just fired and the open rate was like double what it's been in over a year and lots of because awesome. people are like great oh, angle. what do you mean yeah i loved it i was like how do i spin this so very good but very I'm good marketer, spin. right so yeah exactly brilliant at that freaking love it okay eric thank you so much uh look forward to future product launches and uh go from there thanks so much for uh getting us to this level Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more like it, as well as free resources, be sure to head over to our website, which is kirsten.com. It's K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N.com. And if you do not want to miss another episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms or catch the video version of this on YouTube. Apart from that, we'll see you next time. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.